from Health 2023 in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the MMM Podcast. I'm coming here live from the health conference in lovely Las Vegas. My name is Jack O'Brien. I'm the digital health editor at MMM, and I'm pleased to be joined today by my special guest, Chief Clinical Trials Officer at Walgreens. Ramita Tandon. Hi, Jack. Wanted to start there. Walgreens last year announces that it's getting into the clinical trials game. I think a lot of people look at that and they say Walgreens, a very well-known player in the healthcare space, going into an area that obviously has had a lot of renewed focus given the COVID pandemic and given the focus on clinical trials. What was the basis for that? Can you kind of walk us through Walgreens thinking on that front? You know, um, I've spent a lot of time in this space. It's been over 30 years in the clinical trial space, and there's been um, a tremendous issues around access, equity, diversity around clinical trials. You know, less than 5% of the U.S. population participates in clinical trials, and of those that participate, 75% are Caucasian. And despite all the technology and the advancements we're making, we still are not bringing trials, you know, more across this nation. So, you know, bringing uh, Walgreens into this clinical research ecosystem was an opportunity to leverage the assets that we have in this organization, the brand, the trust, you know, our footprint, um, and use it as a vehicle to build the right highway as we bring trials into these communities. And so that's our why, is to make sure that we can make trials more accessible, more convenient, and start tackling these issues, not just talking about them, because I'm at so many different conferences, such as health and others, but actually doing something about it and making trials more accessible. And when you talk about it from accessible, I know that a lot of people talk about it from a cost standpoint, or they talk about it from even just a trust aspect. There are certain communities that don't necessarily trust the medical institutions that are in this country. What stands out to you most when it comes to that front? Because you talk about it being mostly Caucasian individuals participating, and it's not for a lack of maybe, say, interest from other communities. They just don't have necessarily the ability or the invitation to come to these trials. Yeah, Jack, there's a lot of issues that, um, you know, come into play as we think about how do you diversify the clinical trial um, participation. And part of it is, you know, there's generally lack of awareness, right? If that less than 5% participate, that means the lion's share of our nation don't even know what a clinical trial is. Mm -hmm. And those that, that have some understanding think it's scary because it's some kind of lab or being a guinea pig. So foundationally, what's important for us right now is to educate and empower our communities to first understand what a clinical trial is and the benefit their participation has, not just on themselves, but within the communities that they belong to. And so, you know, for us, we've now, we're using our locations. Um, we've created clinical trial centers within our pharmacy locations where patients can come in and first and foremost be educated and empowered about what a clinical trial is. So they can walk in, have a conversation with one of our clinical trial specialists or with the pharmacist and to be able to have that dialogue, number one. And once there's that level of comfort, we then, they feel empowered to make that decision to participate in one of the trials that we have ongoing within our organization. Gotcha. And what have the results been of that so far? Obviously, it started in, in midway through 2022. We're here in October of 23. What has been the takeaway in terms of metrics or any sort of results that you can share with us? Yeah, this is this is what gets me excited. For those that know me, I'm all about, you know, talk less and do more. And um, when we launched the business, I was very focused on making sure that we, as we got the trials completed, we were going to be committed to the industry to be able to publish our results. 
you know, our progress. How are we doing it? Are we, you know, are we doing what we're saying we're doing? And so what's been great in the last five case studies that we've published out in the industry, um, we've surpassed all the diversity stats that are out there today that are published from the FDA. So, you know, less than, you know, two to three percent of African Americans participate, eight percent in the Latino, and we're at the 50 to 60 percent mark. And what that shows is, you know, Walgreens, as a footprint, our consumers, our patients, are representative of the U.S. population. So as we work with partners, we have the ability to bring trials in communities that they have never had access to. So with the five, you know, case studies that we have today, we are surpassing right now all the diversity metrics. And what's even more important is that we're making it accessible and we're starting to really tackle the issues around health equity. Because as we bring these new novel research opportunities, it's, it's a, a life-saving hope. Because some of our patients have been on treatment that may not be working and improving their health outcomes. Here's an opportunity of another care option that we're presenting to these patients. And what's exciting is as they go through this journey, we're starting to see good health outcomes as a result of that. Exactly. You talk about those opportunities that maybe hadn't been afforded to them before and it's actually yeah. able to have a meaningful improvement on their outcomes. I'm really kind of curious if you can speak to, I don't want to say the skeptics, but I think a lot of people do understand the virtues and the uh, mission of health equity of saying we need to improve things that for years and decades have been plaguing the healthcare system in this country. But I'm sh I know that there are a lot of leaders who say, you know, where do I start? Or maybe I don't have the resources of a Walgreens to be able to put these things into action on the clinical trials level, what do you say to them in terms of like, here's where you can start or here are meaningful steps that you can take to try and get to this outcome that we're all trying to go for? That's a great question. You know, as we start to um, partner with a number of members in the ecosystem, because we say, look, we can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. It is going to require, you know, non-traditional partnerships and just partnerships across the board to unlock the conversations and the dialogue between a provider, whether it's a physician, whether it's a nurse or a pharmacist, and having that conversation with the patient about a clinical trial. That is the one step that has to be taken for people to feel comfortable first on what a clinical trial is. And if there's misconceptions and fears, particularly some of the historical atrocities that I've had with a number of, you know, different patient populations and segments, it's an opportunity to demystify some of those myths. And so that dialogue is number one uh, step that needs to be taken at you know, at any provider, ecosystem, or organization. It's such a key point you bring up, and obviously our audience are primarily medical marketers. I know they've been trying to tackle the issue throughout the entire COVID pandemic, and even afterwards, too, of being yep. able to say, like, you need to be able to trust these institutions, and going back to the institution saying, you need to better communicate with these patients because they have, at sometimes very reasonable fears about, you know, participating or what their health information is going to be and things of that nature. We've talked a lot about the past so far in this conversation in terms of what you have done with Walgreens looking to the future what is the goal what you know if, if we were to have this conversation a year from now what would be your ideal scenario for where Walgreens stands on the clinical trial front yeah that's a great question you know we continue our, our focus right now is you know bringing more trials into our locations across different disease areas if you think about the primary care led diseases like diabetes colon cancer screening you know cancer or at least cancer detection screening so we want to tackle those big disease areas but then we look at the specialty disease areas like oncology mm -hmm. we know those are really complex, and um, in clinical trials, patient retention is a big issue. So as we start to partner with um, other members in the ecosystem, like healthcare systems, here's an opportunity where we start to bring the pharmacist and the provider, the physician together. 
and start to create more of a symbiotic relationship between the pharmacist and the physician as they start to provide support for clinical trials. And you'll start to see more of that as we do more of these trials and start to partner with other entities in the ecosystem. I'm curious if there's anything when you look in terms of maybe room for improvement on the healthcare ecosystem. I know that we've talked a lot about what Walgreens is doing, but across the board, obviously you've talked about the push for diversification. Is there anything else that comes to mind in terms of saying like, hey, this is where we could be doing something better on the margins or we maybe need a wholesale change on this front? That's a great question. So, you know, it's interesting because in the past and traditionally, most times clinical trials are done in certain, you know, medical centers, provider organizations. And, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic really forced and put a spotlight that there needs to be more non-traditional thinking mm -hmm. and partnerships. So as we think about, you know, partnerships with healthcare systems, here's an opportunity where um, you bring, you know, Walgreens that's very heavily focused in healthcare, looking to deliver healthcare services more locally, and you bring healthcare systems together and start to create a model that allows a win for the patient. Because a patient ultimately wants convenience. And so if we're able to deliver a clinical trial that makes it more convenient for the patient, but yet get their complex visits done at a healthcare system because they've got the relationship with the, with the physician, but then be able to get some of the maybe more low, low complex visits at a Walgreens because it's convenient to them, it's a win-win because then not only can we keep that patient, then we allow them to have a good experience along that way. It's so it's so interesting to hear you talk about that because obviously there's a lot of conversation I hear around the consumerism aspect in healthcare and needing to change and actually adopt some of those expectations that people have when they go to retail centers. But Walgreens already has that. They already have that experience with retail. So they're like, well, if we can just translate that into some of these deeper healthcare experiences, I, there has to be so much room for opportunity for the company and for clinical trials you know, by the way of that going forward. Absolutely. I mean, you know, clinical trials is part of the healthcare continuum that we continue to build at Walgreens. You know, we, again, like I said before, we want clinical trials to be viewed as a care option. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as we deliver healthcare services in our locations, clinical trials is just one of those services that we can offer to our patients that walk in that need, you know, um, important life-saving therapies that, that may not have been accessible to them before. So they can come into a Walgreens, get informed about a potential clinical trial, and if they're there for their screening or diagnostics, they're there to also be able to learn about a clinical trial. So it becomes a one-stop shop, if you will, mm -hmm. where, again, it becomes convenient. It's a healthcare destination for our patients that support them in their journey. Well, I imagine, too, from a business strategy aspect, it's a little bit of a differentiator when you think of, and I don't have to name your competitors, you know who they are, but like being able to say, oh, yeah, we have all of those same sort of services, but we also have the clinical trial aspect. I imagine that's a pretty key differentiator in the marketplace. Yeah, you know, certainly you know, the landscape is quite busy, um, but for us, it's about what do we do best for the patients and communities that we serve today at Walgreens. And, you know, the more that we're able to provide into our communities, the, the loyalty, the brand, and the trust and the engagement that we have will continue. Mm -hmm. And it, it sort of just continues to build from that perspective. So certainly, it, it certainly helps uh, in having those good conversations with our consumers. I appreciate you going through everything that's been on, you know, obviously the Walgreens side of the business. Looking broader, obviously, we're sitting here in the media village of the conference. You've been here um, for a little bit of time, but, you know, having wandered around the main floor and seeing all the different speakers and companies and ideas that are out here, what stands out most to you being at the health conference? The conversation conversations around this non-traditional thinking, non-traditional partnerships that I'm hearing. You know, healthcare systems are talking to payers. Payers are having conversations with, you know, other entities. That's what's needed. If we're going to really move the needle on some of these big issues, 
the conversations with these non-traditional entities that have never partnered before need to be had. And then I'm hearing about solutions that they're looking to put in place. You know, for clinical trials, we've just, you know, we're talking about the case studies. So it's not just talk, but putting, you know, in motion, action, and the impact and the value outcomes that we're able to provide. Those are the conversations that I'm hearing, and it's exciting when you start to see some of those proof points out in the industry. Exactly. People don't want to just hear about problems. They no. want to know how you fix the problems. Exactly. Really have appreciated you being on the podcast here. We've been asking each of our guests kind of a hard left turn. We were talking about it offline beforehand. People come to Vegas, obviously for the conference, but they also come for everything else that Vegas has to offer. What do you most look forward to when you come to Vegas? I know you have future plans of coming to Vegas in terms of you know the, the shows and the concerts that are out here. Yeah, no, listen, you too is here in town, so absolutely be able to take advantage of the concerts and the shows, but certainly I've got focus on the U2 concert. That's excellent. Well, Octune Baby and any other, you Joshua Tree, whatever whatever you your it. favorite is, we go with that. Ramita, really appreciate you being on the show, appreciate you offering your insights, and best of luck going forward with all the clinical trial work. Thanks for having me, Jack. Take care. 